One day, hearing the people of that planet praise a person about to attain impersonal liberation, I asked them about that wonderful thing. Sanatana Goswami explains that this person had attained liberation in Bharat Varsha. Gopakumar asked, What is liberation? How is it attained? I heard from them that impersonal liberation is very important and very difficult to attain. Again I asked those all-knowing sages, When one desires it, by what method does he attain it? The goddesses of the Upanishads, accompanied by the personified Shrutis and Smritis, then said, Impersonal liberation is attained by knowledge alone. It is not attained any other way. Some of the Puranas and Agamas then very gravely said that transcendental knowledge, which is so difficult to attain, is easily attained by devotional service to the Lord. Sanatana Goswami explains that the Puranas and Agamas, who were accompanied by the Pancharatras and other scriptures, are very expert in preaching the service of the Lord. The word Gambiriham here means that they spoke without wavering. Although liberation is attained by transcendental knowledge, transcendental knowledge is difficult to attain except by devotional service to the Lord. Then, some Shrutis and Smritis were seen to agree with that idea, that transcendental knowledge is easily attained by devotional service to the Lord. Refusing to hear these words, some great Upanishads, along with their Agamas and other scriptures, became angry. They agreed with a more direct view. Sanatana Goswami explains that the scriptures here are the great Upanishads, very devoted to the glories of the Supreme Lord. The Agamas here are scriptures that follow these Upanishads, and the other scriptures are some Puranas and other scriptures. The more direct view here is their opinion that only by devotional service can liberation easily be attained. Some confidential Upanishads, along with some confidential Agamas and Puranas, smiled but remained silent. Sanatana Goswami explains that the Srimad Bhagavatam and Vaishnav Tantras were part of this group. Perhaps they were surprised that the Lord's glories, which are so clearly described in the scriptures, remained unknown to these so-called all-knowing sages. Therefore, they were silent. Or perhaps they were silent because they were so convinced that devotional service grants liberation that they had only contempt for those who did not agree. Or perhaps they thought it not proper to reveal this confidential truth to such an unqualified audience. The truth is that pious works and rituals, cultivation of knowledge and liberation, are only steps leading to devotional service. The scriptures here thought that it was not the proper time to explain this. Then, the Agama Shastras debated with the Puranas and Amnayas as to whether or not liberation is attained simply by chanting mantras of the Supreme Lord. 
not tolerating this. Many Puranas, Agamas, and Upanishads covered their ears and left that place. Sanatana Goswami explains that the scriptures that left were the same ones that smiled and remained silent previously. They left that place because the discussion was not even touched by the slightest scent of the great glories of devotional service to the Lord. Then, on the mediation of the great Puranas and great Upanishads, the Agamas were declared the victors. This pleased me. Sanatana Goswami explains that the scriptures that left were considered neutral, not taking either side, and therefore they were called to decide the case. Hearing the arguments of both sides, they decided that the winners were the Agamas, whose opinion was that merely by chanting mantras of the Supreme Lord, one may certainly become liberated. Understanding their exalted nature, I humbly glorified these Puranas and Agamas and brought them to my own assembly. When I respectfully asked them about the truth, the Srimad Bhagavatam and other Agamas that teach the Vaishnav conclusion, accompanied by the crowns of the Shruti, spoke. The devotional scriptures said, O Deva who has attained Brahma's post, Made willing to speak by your many virtues, we will tell you something to be guarded more than the greatest treasure. We, who are intent on devotional service to the Lord, have sometimes discussed impersonal liberation and its associates. We have criticized it, and we say that it should be completely rejected. Sometimes, In order to describe the glory of devotional service, we have also described impersonal liberation. Impersonal liberation does not fulfill the purpose of life. In it is not the slightest scent of happiness. The happiness in impersonal liberation is like the happiness in having good health or in sleeping soundly. The ignorant call it happiness and are pleased by it. Sanatana Goswami explains that the happiness in good health and sound sleep are not positive happiness, but merely the absence of pain. This is seen in the statement, I slept happily, I don't remember a thing. The happiness of impersonal liberation is like that. It is only some relief from the sufferings of the world of birth and death. Entering the ear or spoken only once, even the dim reflection of the Lord's holy name brings perfect liberation. Sanatana Goswami explains that even if one chants as a joke or even if one chants to mock the holy name, one still attains liberation. This is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6, 3, 24. Ajamil, for example, was extremely sinful, but while dying, he merely chanted the holy name, and although calling his son, he achieved complete liberation because he remembered the name of Narayan. The Vedas, Puranas, and other scriptures say that only they who have no good sense aspire 
for impersonal liberation. Impersonal liberation may vanquish all sufferings, or it may end actions done in ignorance, or it may, by enabling one to renounce the unreal forms made by the illusory potency, give direct perception of the self to the individual spirit soul, who is really eternal, full of knowledge, and full of bliss. But the happiness it gives is very slight. The proponents of impersonal liberation say that the pure soul is in reality qualityless, solitary, formless, inactive Brahman. The Supreme Person, however, is the ultimate form of Brahman. He is the super soul. He is the supreme controller. His form is eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. He is an ocean of glory. The presence and absence of all qualities, as well as a host of other contradictions, are all present in him. He is famous as the opulent Supreme Person and the Brahman. He is both. Sri Krishna's feet are the personification of happiness. They are a great reservoir of happiness. They are sweet as sugar. Impersonal Brahman has only slight happiness. If the individual spirit soul is Brahman, then the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is full of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, must also be. The truth is that the individual spirit souls are parts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as rays of light are parts of the sun. The individual spirit souls are eternally different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They are different as rays of light are different from the sun, sparks are different from a fire, and waves are different from the ocean. By the Lord's eternal potency, which is full of spiritual pastimes and opulences, and which is called Mahamaya and Yogamaya, the difference between the individual spirit souls and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is established eternally. Therefore, the devotees consider that the individual spirit souls are both different from the Lord and not different from Him. In the liberated condition, the difference is prominent. Although the individual spirit souls have forms that are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss, by the influence of Lord Krishna's Maya, which places them in ignorance, without beginning and makes them forget the truth, they become bewildered and wander in the world of birth and death. When he understands his own nature, material illusion departs and he becomes liberated. Then he understands that he is an intensely blissful part and parcel of the Supreme Brahman. In every circumstance, one reaps the fruit of his actions. In liberation attained by knowledge of one's own self, the fruit is only slight happiness. The ultimate happiness is in devotional service. 
That happiness is attained by they who serve the Lord's glorious lotus feet. To describe the greatness of the happiness in devotional service, we have spoken the word ultimate. This means it has no limit. The happiness of devotional service increases at every moment. Its greatness has no limit. However, the Brahman happiness in impersonal liberation does not increase. It stays within its limits. There are the Super Soul, the impersonal Brahman, and the Supreme Controller. Because these three are one, the difference between them is destroyed. In truth, the individual spirit souls are eternally different from the Supreme. Then again, because they are his parts and parcels, they are not different from him. In this, our final conclusion, which is perfectly logical, proclaims that the individual spirit souls and the Supreme are simultaneously one and different. As the words of great souls are always conclusive evidence, so the actions of great souls are also evidence. Many histories support this view. They are not myths or fables. They who think these stories myths become offenders and are thrown into a terrible hell. How can impersonal liberation be worthy of praise? when even demons who are criticized by the scriptures and who kill cows, brahmanas, and others attain it. The devotees and demons are opposite in all respects. Therefore, their destinations and the ways they attain it must also be opposite. By devotional service to Lord Krishna, one becomes saintly. Devotional service is the best way to progress in spiritual life. By devotional service, one attains the Lord's two lotus feet as the result of his efforts. The nectar of Lord Krishna's lotus feet is attained only by Lord Krishna's mercy. It is not attained by pious work, philosophical speculation, or renunciation. Because of the Lord's mercy and the devotee's association, the self-satisfied sages abandon their faith in impersonal Brahman and enter the path of devotional service. They become liberated and by the Lord's potency attain bodies of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. With spiritual senses, they serve Lord Hari. The happiness of the impersonalists is attained by renunciation of false ego. That renunciation is easily done by they who know the truth. Although impersonal liberation may come from devotional service, the devotees never accept the happiness of the impersonalists, for it checks their love for Krishna. Love that can never be satisfied is the great result of devotional service. The devotees think all other results should be abandoned. Because the happiness of the impersonalists comes without devotional service, it does not satisfy the heart. Great devotees do not think this is very good. By devotedly performing one's own religious duties, one attains the purity of heart 
that brings the happiness of the impersonalists. By performing this external devotional service, one attains a slight result. But by performing internal devotional service, one attains a very great result. Sanatan Goswami explains that internal devotional service consists of hearing and chanting the Lord's glories. Leaving the happiness of the impersonalists behind, devotees worship the Lord's lotus feet without deviation and quickly attain great happiness and faith in devotional service. In devotional service, the person who experiences what he experiences and the activities of the senses by which he experiences are all manifested in different ways. Because the mind remains inactive, no happiness can be perceived in the meditative trance of impersonalists. However, when the mind is active, happiness shines through like a light shines through a crystal mountain. Therefore, the happiness of devotional service, which comes from the sweetness of the mercy of the Lord, who loves his devotees, is greater than the happiness created by the meditative trance of the impersonalists. The happiness in impersonal liberation is of only one kind, but the happiness in devotional service is of a wonderful variety of kinds. Therefore, the happiness in devotional service is different from the happiness in impersonal liberation. The impersonalists cannot guess how great is the sweetness of the pastimes of devotional service to Lord Hari. Lord Vishnu, whose form is one, by employing his transcendental potency, which is beyond the understanding of non-devotees, creates at every moment hundreds of newer and newer wonderful sweetnesses of devotional service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is much sweeter than the impersonal Brahman. The Lord gives His greatest mercy to His devotees, who experience the highest bliss of the most intense sweetness, a bliss that reviles and eclipses the happiness in impersonal Brahman. To splash His devotees with the waves of bliss of His many kinds of sweetness, the Lord appears in many ways. His Brahman feature has no variety, but his feature as the Supreme Person eternally presents a wonderful variety to his devotee's senses. May Lord Krishna, whose opulence is eternal, whose great variety of many features is eternal, and whose handsomeness is eternal, who is eternally surrounded by his eternal servants, who is worshipped eternally, whose realm is eternal, and who appears as the eternal Nandul Brahman protect you. Although the wise do not push the hard thorns of logic into the very soft nectar of devotional service, to please the new devotees, they do use these thorns against they who are attached to impersonal liberation. If you can see that impersonal liberation is very insignificant, and if you desire the treasure that is faith in pure devotional service to the Lord, then worship your Maha Mantra 
and now hear a great secret that will please your heart. Outside the material universe, which is four billion miles in diameter, are eight coverings, each one ten times greater than the one before. Crossing these coverings, one attains eternal liberation, which is called Mahakalapur, because the subtle and gross material elements are not manifest there. Each according to his own idea, the wise say that indescribable place either has form or no form. By their own wish, the Lord's servants go there and see the Lord's pleasing, intensely spiritual form. By the power of your Maha Mantra, you will attain the result you so longed for. If you are waiting here for a long time to pass, don't continue to wait. Go to Srimatur's Brajabhumi at once. Sanatana Goswami explains that the reference to a long time here indicates Gopakumar was waiting for his lifetime as Brahma to end. Gopakumar continued, O Brahman of Mathura, the words of these scriptures increased my devotion for the Lord. But still I thought, the Supreme Person to whom I should be devoted is present here as my Father. Why should I leave and go to some other place? Then, to me, who was very anxious at heart, the merciful Lord, knowing my thoughts, personally spoke the following instruction. The Supreme Lord said, Go to Mathura's Brajabhumi, which is most dear to me, and which is decorated with the places of my transcendental pastimes. There, a Lord Brahma prayed to become a blade of grass. Unchanged, after all this time, it is splendidly manifest as it was before. Again you will find your Guru, who is very dear to me. By his mercy, you will understand everything. In the spiritual world of Mahakalapura, you will see me at once. There you will attain transcendental bliss that will please your heart. By the power of my mercy, wandering as you wish, you will see hundreds of great wonders. After some time, all your desires will be fulfilled and you will enjoy pastimes with me in Vrindavan. Gopakumar concluded, Filled with both joy and grief, by his order I at once came, traveling by the mind's power, to beautiful Vrindavan. <laughs> 